0: Good morning and welcome to the Fellowship in the Word live with Pastor Daniel White. Fellowship in the Word is a weekly devotional series where we have practical down-to-earth discussions on biblical truth and how it applies to our everyday life. Uh, If you're watching right now, then you are joining us via Facebook Live or we also stream live on YouTube and Twitter. And uh, let's see here. If you would like to join us live, you can join us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter while we're doing the live broadcast. And for Facebook, you can get a hold of that on the Fellowship Baptist Church Facebook page, Fellowship Baptist Church, Clark Lake, Michigan. And if you want to, maybe you can't watch these live. You can uh, feel free to download the brand new podcast that we started to add all of these devotionals to the podcast, and uh, that is simply Fellowship in the Word with Pastor White, and you can uh, get a hold of that on pretty much anywhere where you have podcasting, uh, any of your podcasting apps. Um, I've been pushing it out there, and it looks like it's starting to register with all the podcasting apps, so those should be available right now. I think right now we got... Uh, 19 episodes on there, starting all the way back when we first started uh, with the coronavirus is when we started doing these. So that's what the first one will be, and uh, all the way up until the one we had just a few days ago. So if you do happen to uh, listen to the podcast, if you could do us a huge favor and rate and review the podcast, that would go a long way in helping other people.
1: You really want them to rate and review?
0: Hey, good, bad? You got stars up there? We can take it. We can take it. (laughs) Uh, Good to have you all here with us today. Like I said, we do record these live. And uh, so we like to greet and talk to the people that are on. So it looks like Margaret Avery was the first one to comment this morning. Good morning, Margaret Avery. Uh, we got Terry Pierce, Sam Russell's on. Sam has been coming in third place like
1: forever now.
0: She has. They're so fast when we get this started. It's like, do, 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 So. You know, maybe some people are just getting it a little bit late just because their internet connection is a little slow. And slower. Ben's
1: only mentioning the ones that are jumping on first here. You know, some of you don't feel neglected that he's not mentioning your names. Yeah. We,
0: well, a lot of people join we, on that just don't post their yeah, names. We can see so. yeah, that's true. We can see that you're there. So we can only uh, mention the people that comment. <coughs> we got the Taylors, we got Grandma Duncan, Terry Loveall. we got Tiffany Corser. Hi Tiffany, it was great to see you this past Thank Sunday. Thank you
1: for that apple pie, Tiffany. Uh, love
0: Dick- you forever. Uh, Mrs. Pudel, we got Phil Ferraro. Great to have everybody here with us this morning. Tiffany, actually, Sunday,
1: she gave me some banana nut bread. Oh, I love banana nut bread. And then later on, she brought me an apple pie. Oh, my goodness. And you all wonder why I'm fat. It's Tiffany's fault.
0: Thanks a lot, Tiff. Yeah, Tiff, thanks. Tiff is, uh, for those of you that don't know, Tiffany is currently working as the lead uh, cook I guess, or chef, out at uh, Camp Kobiak. And, uh,
1: where there's no campers.
0: Where there's no campers right now. This week's a big week for them. Uh, they're really praying. Actually, a lot of camps are. This is a big week for a lot of camps because a lot of camps are deciding this week whether to have summer camp this year you know, I was year listening or not. to
1: the governor. She was um, retracting some of her restrictions, and she did mention that summer camps can reopen, but... Uh, they needed to maintain a six foot distance, mm. and I'm like,
0: "Yeah, good luck with that." How in the world is
1: that possible? I even thought lining kids. up in line, you know, to get your meal. How in the world are you going to be able to do that in a camping program? This
0: cabins, games. I just don't even know how that's physically <laughs> it's possible. It be, it's not possible. Yeah, it's crazy. So definitely be in prayer for all the camps as they make those major decisions and um, understanding
1: the will of God. You know, right. camp is, camp's, camp's
0: an important, uh, I can't even imagine if you add up all the camps this past year and how many people came to know Jesus Christ as their own personal Savior at camp. It's a huge ministry of the church and uh, a huge asset to church ministries and the lives that are changed and touched. And didn't you give your heart to God? That's where the Lord
1: uh, called me into the ministry. So, so think about that. Think of the impact of one year yeah. of not having Bible camps. Yeah. You know,
0: even uh, camp was a huge impact in my life, just working there. And uh, really, I learned things at camp that I just I don't think I would have learned any other way. Um, just it, it, it cemented a lot of things in my heart, Sitting through that preaching week after week for three years, sitting through hundreds of messages. And it's just awesome. So, you
1: know, I just just thought of Pastor Nono in his camp. Mm hmm. Uh, cause in Phil- the Philippines. In the Philippines. They've shut everything down in the Philippines. Last I knew, uh, churches weren't allowed to uh, have services. Um, so, wow. Yeah. Just think of the
0: hundreds of kids that come to that Bible camp there. Yeah. We're, we're huge supporters of camp here at Fellowship Baptist Church. And I have lots of friends in camp ministry and um, huge prayer this week because they uh, try to decide what, what God has. And for we try to, to decide. Yeah, uh,
1: Saturday evening meeting together with the deacons and and Larry, who is the head of our security team. Uh, ben will be there, and uh, we're going to be seeking the mind of the Lord as to uh, the second phase of reopening the church. We're excited about that, but also uh, we're going to be considering our camping programs mm. and, and what we need to do there. So, mm. well, I promised. Sun, uh, our, our Monday, we took the a morning devotional to talk about all that's going on here. In the world, and in some of our in our in our country, and some of our major cities, and all of these riots, I couldn't believe what I heard yesterday. I believe it was MSNBC was interviewing one of the black leaders, which said these people who are rioting are really patriots, hmm. because they're instituting change in our country. Hmm. I thought, have we so uh, slipped that we see rioting? as something patriotic? Mm. Unbelievable. Well anyway, as believers in Christ we have clear direction given to us by the Lord as to how we can discern what His will is for our lives. So I promise we would come back to that today. Lord willing wrap it up on Friday with how do we know that we're in the center of God's will. So let's take our Bible turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we're going to pick up with verse 15 again been really focusing on these three verses, Uh, it's it's really unbelievable how much time this has taken us to just really walk through uh, all of the teachings of Scripture concerning discerning God's will. But uh, verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, very carefully, be careful how you live your life, not as fools, don't be foolish in the way you live, but as wise. So we can be wise people when it comes to the way we live our lives redeeming the time, make the most of the time that the Lord has given you. Don't squander it, don't waste it, because the days are evil. Boy, we could say amen to that, right? The days are evil. When men call evil good, and they call good evil, Mm. the prophet said. And that's where we're at today. Uh, Verse 17, wherefore be not unwise, double emphasis there, but understand what the will is. Of the Lord is. So we know that it's possible for us to understand God's will for our lives. We talked about how that God's will, uh, the word Thelma, the word will, Thelma, is God's deliberate design and purpose for
0: our lives. So, Ben, let's have a word of prayer and we'll dig back into this. Dear Lord, uh, bless this day today, bless this uh, devotional, help it to speak to our lives as we continue on in understanding your will. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Remember we talked about the call of God and responding to the call of God. And as we respond to the call of God, he leads us further into his good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives. We talked about the call of salvation, separation, sanctification, and surrender. That's about all I'm going to say on that. You should have that down by now. Then we begin to look at the methods that God uses to uh, reveal his will to us. And again, remember, don't, don't, don't forget this point. We we take these all together. We just don't separate one and set it out here exclusively by itself. We take them all together. There's 20 principles that the Lord has given us in Scripture. Number one is we get our heart in a condition that it has no will of its own. Number two, we clear our heart of any known sin and wrong motives that may be there. That's that's that whole thing. Search me and know me. Uh, uh, number three, we search the scriptures. Does it align with the teachings and principles? and doctrines of the scriptures, the experiences of life uh, God can use, godly counsel, especially from older and mature believers. We talked about getting counsel from good godly friends, not just from your friends, but from good godly friends who walk with the Lord. That's the iron sharpening iron thing. We talked about sermons. We talked about circumstances, the open and closed doors, but we gave a good strong warning about that one. We talked about just using common sense that the Lord has given to us. We talked about the cautions of the Holy Spirit, how God will uh, even guide and direct our lives through government. They are the ministers of God to thee for good. We talked about parents. We talked about husbands and wives. We talked about not being stubborn. And we got stuck on stubborn, I think, for one whole session there. We talked about exercising patience. Uh, we talked about not giving in to pressure. People will pressure you to try to make decisions. decision. Don't give in to pressure. We talked about uh, being persistent in prayer, making sure you pray about things to get the mind of the Lord before you make a decision. And then uh, this is what we left off on the last time, was has God given you a peace about the decision uh, that you're about to make. And this is where we said you really got to be honest with yourself. He will give a peace that passes all understanding. But it's been my experience that when I've questioned people concerning the will of God, many times they say, well, I have a peace about it. And I'm like, wow, I see some really clear biblical violations here. Mm. And yet we have a tendency to throw that out there because it's it's something that sounds good. It's like, oh yeah, I've prayed about it. I have a peace about it. Uh, when really we talked about what we did was Basically, just think about it, mm. you know. So, be very honest with yourself about that. Is it a piece that the Lord gives? Now, the last two, <coughs> and we'll wind this up. Is there any doubt in your mind? God will give those cautions or those doubts, those questions. Mm. Uh, is this really what God would have me to do? Romans chapter uh, 14, verse 23 says this And he that doubteth, This this is strong words here. He that doubteth has just a little bit of question in his mind. He that doubteth is damned. If he eat, because he eateth not of faith. And then he says this, and whatsoever is not of faith is sin. If we cannot do something in full faith, knowing that the Lord is behind this, that it's his will, if there's a, an element of doubt there, this would be my suggestion. Do not move forward until God clears up that doubt in your mind, either one way or the other, to, to very clearly give you uh, direction, say, no, this is not what I would have you to do, or yes, this is what I would have you to do. So... Um, Ben, anything you want to say about that, the doubt that we can have there, and not just, just have real clarity and be positive, this is absolutely what God wants me to do.
0: I guess I would ask, how do you tell the difference between doubt and maybe fear? right so what's the difference between doubt I'm not trusting god and fear where I just don't have the faith to do this oh, i guess that's just the you're question you throw I'm,
1: that at me now this I, time huh? I, well that's just You'd what like i to thought think as you that said
0: opposite and me get a hard one to throw it, it dad well that's what i thought as i as you read that i'm like how do you tell the difference cuz i could see myself struggling with that how do i know is i this... think doubt i think doubt is should i shouldn't i okay it's not really that there's a fear element
1: there mm. should i shouldn't i and fear is that, boy, if I do this, what are going to be the consequences of this? Mm. You know, um, Boy, I'm fearful to make that decision um, because if I make that decision... For example, surrendering to the Lord. Mm. Why don't people just surrender to God? Mm. Because they have an element of fear there. If I really surrender to the Lord, He is going to mess up my life. Mm. Have you ever seen anyone's life messed up by surrendering to the Lord? Not yet. No? No. He won't mess up your life. You need to cast down. That is an imagination that you need to cast down and bring that thought to the captivity of Christ. So, so no, I, I do think there is a clear difference between doubt, should I, shouldn't I, and between fear, boy, I'm afraid to make this decision mm. because of what the consequence of that may be. Uh, what is the reason a lot of people don't tithe? Is it because they, they don't want to tithe? Or is it because they're fearful
0: to mm. tithe? Yeah, because they're fearful. Yeah,
1: they're fear- I, I think that's the base- basic reason why people don't tithe. I can't afford to tithe because uh, they're fearful that if I tithe, I won't have enough money to
0: get the things that I want or to pay my bills or whatever. So someone needs to do some soul-searching to say, is, is this like to, to take this new job or to, to, to step into this or maybe to give this up or to do this, is this is the reason I don't want to do it because I have a caution or is it just because of fear because do you think people may have fear to do something so then they excuse it by saying well I just have a caution because I've actually seen that oh I'm they're, sure they're just fearful to do that I mean we're all good at making up excuses so they make right. it sound spiritual by saying oh, I just have a caution about this whereas really they don't have a caution they're just kind of fearful of what could happen if they Oh, that such is such a, a, thing. a very good point. So, I've give seen,
1: me an example of that because I'm thinking of one right now.
0: Okay. Um, oh, I can't think of one just right off the top of my head, like a real life example. But I, I've I've been in situations where where people have thrown out, "Oh, I just don't feel a peace about that," or "I just I have you know I'm just have some cautions about it." But really, from yeah, and, and people have to judge their own hearts, right? But from the outside it seems like this is actually a really good thing that God would be asking you to do and would be asking you to sacrifice and and do these things. It seems like more you're just fearful and and, you know that's just from the...